My name is Julia Hartman. My name is Aja Jones. And, and you you're are parked, parked in the, the access aisle. So what um, I do, and also what Aja does, is that we are equipped leaders with ABLE South Carolina. And what that means is that we help run ABLE's youth leadership program equip for youth with disabilities between the ages of 13 and 28 and teach them about how to speak up for themselves, the different ways to advocate, and uh, their legal rights under disability rights law. Uh, we also do a lot of um, public education, uh, doing different presentations both to youth and those who work with youth. Um, and we try to educate um, on disability uh, rights and self-advocacy and um, multiple topics uh, relating to youth and disability. Yeah, we do things like do school visits at um, high schools and elementary schools, uh, events for the, rec uh, for the general public like um, any sort of conference or things like that or um, any sort of presentation that you could see in a public place. We were thinking a lot about of how disability advocacy has changed over the past 30 to 40 years, and it's changed a lot. We don't necessarily do a lot of the same things that um, people in the past would have done. Uh, a lot of what we do with EQUIP is um, educating people helping them learn how to speak up for themselves, how to advocate, which is speaking up for themselves, and just what they need to know about different laws that help people with disabilities in their community. And speaking about those laws, coming up here in July is going to be the 29th anniversary of the ADA, which is the Americans with Disability Act. And uh, that's kind of like, as Julia likes to explain it, the Bill of Rights for people with disabilities. Um, and so we're kind of here to talk today about how advocacy has changed uh, since the ADA's passing. Now, me, I was born about seven years after the ADA. Um, I don't know about... You don't have to give me away your age, of course, but uh, you were primarily here during the post-ADA mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm world. 23, so okay, about yeah. five years later. Um, <coughs> so a lot of the ways that we advocate has changed. Um, it's not necessarily doing a lot of big things, like big protests a lot of the time, although that does happen in present day for some laws or some things that people want passed, whether it be something that happens in someone's town or something on a national level. Um, a lot of the time it can be just encouraging people to write letters to their representatives or even just letting people know, hey, these are the laws that help you do the things that you want, whether it's to get the things you need in school or be able to go into a store, these are those laws, and just having people be aware of them. Yes, because while our forebears definitely have uh, put in the work to get these laws to be there, um, we can't necessarily uh, benefit from them unless we enforce them and make others enforce them. It's like a garden. Um, the people that originally 
um, advocated for those laws, planted all the plants in the garden. But we're the ones in charge of watering the garden now and making sure the plants are still alive. And chasing out any deer mm-hmm. who try to eat it. <laughs> One big thing that we have today, one tool that we have in our advocacy toolbox that not necessarily the uh, um, previous advocates have, although the ones that are still alive still have will have these tools at their disposal, is the internet. I, I actually found out about ABLE South Carolina through Googling disability rights organizations in my area, and I wouldn't have found out about it if it wasn't for Google. My mom said that when I was first born, she had a really hard time finding disability resources when I was born. Um, <coughs> the internet wasn't exactly brand new because it was 1996, but still it was hard for her to find resources. But um, after a quick Google search one day, I found out about ABLE and what they did, volunteered for a year, and then I got hired on as an equip leader. Google didn't exist in 1996, so. There were other search engines. Yeah, there were, there were, there were, but I was just like, you know, it would have been harder. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely agree about it's a very useful tool and social media is a very very important tool uh, that a lot of disability advocates use um, to kind of get the message out there uh, one it's accessible to uh, a to a wide variety of people who have disabilities for example if they're not necessarily out able to uh, be out there in mm-hmm. the streets they can get their message from uh, their homes out into the world and have a wide audience that listens to them we even have things like memes that we could use to kind of spread that message, uh, mm-hmm. which is just a, a, an image maybe with a little bit of text, and uh, those can go viral pretty quickly. And within that small uh, image-text combination, you have a lot of people that have heard your message. They're like inside jokes of the internet. Yeah. Mixed with <laughs> political cartoons. Uh, one of my favorite tools to use for uh, disability advocacy is, uh, well, it used to be Facebook, now it's more Twitter, um, simply because I have a wider audience. Um, and, like, you get to uh, interact with, again, other people who have disabilities and those who are, one of the biggest people I tend to interact with are parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents who have uh, children with disabilities who um, are interacting with adults with the same disabilities their children have. Uh, to kind of get that uh, viewpoint and maybe even advice on what uh, their children could possibly be going through and getting it from that kind of first-hand perspective rather than that of an um, outside perspective, which can sometimes lead to some like patronizing um, attitudes and behaviors. Or them getting the wrong information or information that they don't necessarily need. Yes, yes, definitely agree with that. Some ways that I like to be a good advocate is just educating um, people around me about um, disability issues that affect the disability community. Um, Often what I do is uh, post videos or other articles to Facebook and explain my personal experiences of how I relate to those articles because a lot of the time, especially with older siblings or older relatives, they might not necessarily quite understand 
so putting it on a platform that they often use and break it down into a friendly way so I can meet them one-on-one -on -one at their level helps. Just having conversations every day with anyone, really. Yeah, I definitely think that conversations every day is kind of important. I just kind of integrate it into your everyday life. Like, um, disability is one of those topics that I always love to talk about with people. I also think that um, elevating the voices of uh, people around me who have uh, disabilities is always uh, really important. Um, I especially do it with, you know, well, people who have different disabilities than I, or even some of the same, uh, because, you know, we all have different experiences. Um, and I think one of the m most important things that um, people without disabilities can do for the disability community is to elevate our voices um, by, you know, sharing uh, the things that we have decided to share or put out there. It's also really important that I've learned from my personal experiences, put it in a friendly way, in a friendly, calm way. Um, for example, I was talking to my brother a few weeks ago, and he was saying that um, one of the companies he is now training to work for does, um, well, provides uh, money so that schools can provide limos for students with special needs going to prom and I calmly told him, hey, I wasn't sure if you knew this, but actually a lot of people with disabilities consider um, special needs kind of an insult and kind of condescending because that term comes from a time where people with disabilities were considered something you don't talk about and were sent off to places to live, not necessarily in the public eye. So um, things like, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, institutions things like that so that's where uh, so that's the origin of that word and people are gradually trying to phase that out so please don't use that he said okay I won't use that anymore yeah okay. and sometimes it's like just as simple as having mm -hmm. that conversation because people sometimes honestly just don't know or maybe they have some misinformation um, and so uh, I definitely think there's an advantage to having open conversations and acknowledging that not everybody knows the same thing or has been exposed to the same thing. And even when it's a more difficult situation, um, I think that a lot of times it's still important for those conversations to be had. And also keeping yourself aware if you're not familiar with certain issues. Like um, I often come to Aja for questions about disabilities that I necessarily don't have, but she has, like autism, for example, I will ask her questions about how I should approach um, issues related to autism or just wanting to learn more. And she has often asked me questions about cerebral palsy as well. So we learn from each other. Um, one of the things that I got involved with when I first figured out about ABLE and what they do after I started volunteering here was a social media campaign called Hire Me SC. It's a social media campaign run by the South Carolina Disability Employment Coalition and what people can do is post selfies of themselves with the hashtag Hire Me SC on any website like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and talk about their employment experiences, what they want employers to know about employing people with disabilities, their experiences with employment, employment discrimination, their dreams about their careers or dream jobs with that hashtag.
Um, I've done it a couple times. Um, Aja has done it. We even have a couple billboards across the state with our faces and the Hire Me a C logo with them. I actually got contacted by one of my cousins who almost swerved off the road because they saw my face on one of those billboards. <laughs> um, but it shows that the message mm -hmm. is getting out there um, all across South Carolina. And I really think that um, it's helping breaking down some of those misconceptions that people with disabilities um, aren't necessarily looking for work or that's not something necessarily attainable for them because it is and um, we know that you know one of the best options for people um, well, the option we should be looking for people with disabilities just like everyone else is to be able to have gainful employment um, uh, when they come to that age um, and I really think that Hire Me Etsy is uh, doing a great job at getting that message out there. There's even a website. Mm -hmm. It is HireMeSC.org.